When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to my good, bad brain. I'm a normal person, so I'm insane. I've got depression and ADHD, but I'm doing better since I medicated me. I'm still not always sure whether I exist or what being a person even really is. But I figured out a long time ago that being alive is beautiful. Hello. I'm just gonna turn that AC down or off in my room. This is a very ASMR. This is a very living episode. I mean, I guess this microphone gets a lot of exclusion. That's when a microphone is good as excluding sound that you don't want it to pick up. But I'm sure you can hear a lot of this environmental sound because I'm walking around, hanging out. I got pain patches on my neck. Turning the AC off just for the sound because it's cool. It's getting it's getting sort of a, sort of fall vibes are finally arriving as we leave summer of 2018. I mean, it's not done yet, but aren't we? I'm pumped for fall, baby. Autumn. Um, I've been really busy. Obviously, this episode's coming a little late. I've had a project, um, which has been amazing. I'm very grateful for it. It's a creative endeavor. I can't, I don't think, talk about a ton just yet, but I'm writing. I uh, wrote some stuff and then wound up uh, that I'm the director of it, too, which is fucking cool man i love creating i love being on sets more than anything i truly believe like i i in a world that is arbitrarily cruel and dark (laughs) and you start to realize the older you get that there are no good guys and bad guys that's not really true there are good people and bad people but but there's mostly just power and fear and the arbitrary flow of those two things between each other and everything starts to feel like a big gross lie of people just getting away with what they get away with and anybody who tries to be a good person or holds themselves to some kind of standard you feel like a sucker um anyway in a world that feels like that all the time all too often um creating like movie stuff doesn't matter if it's tv sketches movies little short films fucking whatever honestly content on the youtubes even like this short form stuff like 
the idea that you and a bunch of other people get together in one room and you make believe and you take pictures of it and you record the audio and then you assemble all of that all for the intention of creating something that some stranger somewhere will experience and it will make them feel thrilled about being a person. They will feel the wonder of laughter or scary, fun, spookiness or adventurous like action or just enchantment of the possibility of like a legend of a myth around the corner. Maybe they learn something about themselves. Maybe it gives them a new idea. It just that thing that make believe wonderful thing that i think is the that's church man that's the most god thing you can do and if i had a call sheet every day the rest of my life for a set somewhere that i could show up to and work i uh would be fucking thrilled it just it's a good thing in the universe trying to make things to make this arbitrary existence that much more beautiful so I'm really grateful to be doing it, but it definitely takes a lot of effort, and um, sometimes I'm surprised myself at uh, at how I'm getting it done. And I honestly credit a lot of it to this work, like this podcast, and this paying attention to like my mental health and actually fucking creating strategies and structures and trying to stick to them to be a better person. And as I was thinking about that and like I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk about today is um something called dish soaping, which is conscious self sabotage. <laughs> uh which means I gotta talk a little about unconscious self sabotage probably. And they're gonna kinda go close hand in hand. Um and along with that, I'm going to come around to something I found out about uh, from the internet, I think a concept called zero days that uh, there's like a comment on Reddit or something that really stuck with me. And um, so here we go. Dish soaping and zero days in the context of having such a, 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 a kind of good experience, a fucking great experience, honestly, creating these last few months from concept to writing to now filming this project um and and fucking honestly being proud of myself for showing up as much as i am i've been paying attention to the ways in which i'm falling away so like if you've been with me you know like the months before that i was working on some like lifting programs really paying attention to my eating and recording all that and stuff like that and a lot of that has totally gone away and i've been feeling kind of bad like in the last week or so, as we started getting a crunch on production, like my exercise really went away. I kind of also got hurt at jujitsu, which fucking bums me out and has made it like really this neck bullshit, whatever physical injuries. I mean, that's a topic for another day, but more vessel stuff and the weirdness I get when I get ill. I think all of us do when you, when your body starts to break down or leave you from illness or injury or something like that. And just, God damn it. Let's just be grateful for our health and try to maintain that and run and jump and climb trees for as much as long as we can stretch and live in our bodies because good fucking God, man. When it starts to go away, it's it's a bummer. But I'm digressing. What else is new? It's that my good, bad pinball brain, baby. Um, as I've been doing this stuff, I started to realize like I'm, I started to do bad stuff. Like my exercise goes away and I start eating lots of sugar, just fucking want that sugar. And I have a theory about it now, actually, that the endorphin rush that one gets from 
exercising and stuff, the like thrill, the high your body gets from like, this feels so fucking good. I think you start to try to recreate it with just like foods that like spike your insulin and things and like feel like that same kind of endorphin thrill. So you just start eating like sweets and like, that's the irony of like, okay, well I don't have the healthy version to get this. Well, what's the unhealthy? I just need to fucking get a little pop of ecstasy. Um, how about I just eat more sugar and like stress adds to that. And then like the whole, I know how the whole like chemical mechanism of sugar works now like it makes you want more of it and then my whole body starts getting inflamed and it's just like everything gets worse the neck pinchy stuff gets worse the nerve pain gets worse like everything's just getting worse and I know that if I was exercising and paying attention I was eating and doing my best practices sleeping the way I am which is also gets more difficult because the stress and anxiety of wanting to do a good job on this thing that's important to me keeps you awake at night and you know you got your anxiety brain So you start like self-sabotaging to a certain degree. And I was like, this really came to a head when I was going to leave set to take a red eye to go to a wedding for a single day. And I ended up like I missed the plane because I would have had to leave set early to get on the plane. I just couldn't do that, obviously. And then I was going to fly back another ride. I was it was just going to be really horrible. My fucking thumb and hand like goes kind of numb like when I sit down for too long. So I would have been in this horrible plane ride and all these things. And I just missed the flight. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I ended up and I was planning to do it. But uh, my girlfriend was like, I think think you might be trying to self-sabotage you know there's gonna be other production work to do you're like shooting this thing it's like a really big opportunity it's really important to you it seems like maybe you're trying to fucking find a way out of it for some reason so that you can like maybe complain for uh the next year about how you don't get breaks and you don't get opportunities and blah blah blah. and it's kind of harsh but also kind of like true you know and like I really wasn't listening and sometimes I think I need somebody to say something really real for me to hear it and I was like damn wait a minute so you're saying person who knows me really well (laughs) sees me all the time that it seems like maybe I have a narrative that I live out over and over again that I kind of repeat which is like shit just fucking doesn't work out shit's totally fucking arbitrary blah 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 but also, <laughs> I spent a lot of the time being, like, in my professional circles even, like, in love with the image of myself as, like, this mess, like, this sort of, like, Peter O'Toole-esque genius where I would just, like, drink all the time and if anything was available all ever, like, to drink open bars at events being like, yes, please, you know, and, like, being funny about it and kind of, like, lecherous and kind of, like, everybody's an option, flirty with everybody because I was like, I'm an actor. I'm creative. This is who I am. I'm self-destructive. Yeah, fucking I write a motorcycle. Fucking that's me. And you're telling me you think maybe I'm making choices that make me seem unreliable or like as soon as I start to do a good job on something, I figure out a way to be like, nah, like how about I'm already tired and barely getting through this thing. And like, but doing a fine job, I think I'm proud of myself. I would say that I'm showing up for it. I'm writing the shot lists. I'm doing all the things that like, maybe you think, my 36 hour jaunt to Chicago for two red eyes in a row right before shooting again seems like I'm figuring out a way to fuck this up a little bit. No, <laughs> that's what dish soaping is. Not really. I'm hijacking dish soaping a little. 
telling my girlfriend also in bed. And dish soaping is when it came from like she'd have food in the house that she didn't want to eat. She knew she would like feel bad if she ate it. And so she would just pour dish soap on it in this very intense, well, now you can't eat it. And I thought that was such a fucking great idea. Not necessarily to like be so like out of control of yourself that, but that like this concept, this name for this thing, I'm out of control. And so I'm going to consciously sabotage something, which I think ends up being like both an act of inserting control into the situation to make yourself feel like, oh, I see, I can make this choice. This thing that's controlling me and in it controlling me means I'm out of control. I can regain control by like fucking ruining it at least. And maybe I think this ties into stuff I was talking about with the death episode where I was like this thing that I can never grasp, like finality, choices, making choices and being like, I'm, I want to be here in my life. I want to succeed. I want to pick a path and commit to it. I love this person or I love this job or I want to do this thing. I want to really show up and exist in the world instead of being this like nebulous ghost that could be anything and never really has to commit. Like you never become anything, you know, like it means, I mean, part of it is just a fucking dumb one green Gretzky thing. Like you, you know, uh, miss every shot you don't take. It's like you can't fucking fail if you don't try. But like how terrifying is it to try and to fucking find out you suck ass? Like how how much does that fucking sound real too? Like how horrifying. You're told your whole life you have such potential. You can do anything you set your mind to. You can do anything. You can do anything. Yeah, so you get used to the idea. Yeah, I could do anything. Yeah, I'd, do, I'd be fucking great at that. Have you ever done it? No, but I know I'd be great at it. Man. It's like people, that, that whole thing about like that stupid, I mean, that's not stupid. It's a fine quote for among whatever. This, Teddy Roosevelt's a psycho. But the quote about like the man in the arena versus the critic in the crowd is really fucking true with art. I think our criticism has a great place in society. Criticism of everything. Criticism of how people parent. If you don't have kids, like definitely do that. Do all of the things. But as soon as you try to create art yourself, you start to realize like how fucking hard it is. And it is fucking painful to grow up watching movies or whatever. And whatever it is. You can substitute this in for anything. Eating food and then you become a cook. Or reading books and then you become a writer. Or, you know, fucking, fucking anything that's like takes effort but seems like like not just effort but craft and attention and care like but seems like just a fun time i mean like all entertainment is like figuring out ways not to show people the strings so it looks like it's just like cool and fun like this is like the cosby actor thing this week who like was bagging groceries at trader joe's it's like most actors it's like a blue collar fucking job like you're a laborer you really like i had the realization on set one day the actors look like really like actors are always like diva you feel like oh can we get you this can we get you that please blah blah and it makes everybody think they're divas and even actors sometimes feel that the reason they treat you like that is so that you don't fucking stick your finger in an electrical socket <laughs> that was verbalized by um i forget her name the actress she's on the show glow and she wrote this really great op-ed about like the highs and lows the insanity of being like an actor or whatever but it's like a wonderful lesson for life like you you when you're treated really like a baby like being treated like a baby and being treated like a god are like very very closely aligned and when you realize the reason you're getting treated like a god is because you're a helpless little baby jesus 
you can't do fucking anything for yourself. People are worried you're going to die on the set or break something. And the whole movie relies on you staying in the same general shape and appearance and mental state. So we're going to do everything we can to just preserve that until it's over. It's not because you're special. It's because you're like a crucial, delicate piece of equipment to making this thing work. Like that's a that's like a very good understanding to come to to realize like you have a place in the whole pie along with everybody else on the thing. You know what I mean? And you're no less or more important. You're no more of a diva when you need a time to work on your thing than the electrician who needs a few minutes to plug his shit in and be like, it's gonna take me ten minutes to set up these lights. All right, that's what it is. So, you want me to fucking set these lights? Then you're going to wait. Same thing. I need a minute. Fucking diva. Well, or, you know, it's 4 a.m. and I'm supposed to pretend a tennis ball is my dead mom. So, what do you want me to do? We got to do the fucking shot one way or the other. Do you want it to be good or bad? We're all here to try to make this stupid fucking movie. You're not being a diva. You need a few minutes. Okay. Like, when you, like, realize you can have that space and not have that space. Anyway. Dish soaping. Uh, so, I was like, Fuck. Am I dish soaping this shit? Am I like purposefully pouring soap on this piece of cake so that I can't fucking eat it? I guess like some ways dish soaping can be good. I It's basically the attitude of the knife from Dune when he goes, you know, cutting off what's incomplete and saying now it's complete because it ends here. I loved that when I was a kid. A way to stop being like, well, what is it? Is it this or is it? I don't know. Oh, maybe it's still an arm. Nah. That shit's crushed. Cut it off. No arm anymore. It's over. <laughs> like, yes. Love that. Love that when I was a kid. So dish soaping, that can be good, right? If you know it's bad for you. If you know, like, every time you eat fucking gluten and a pile of sugar in a plate, you feel horrible. Your stomach punishes you for days. Your body hurts. Your joints don't feel good. You get sadder. So don't fucking do it. Pour soap on it. Now you can't. But the other version of it is real, too. What is that about us that's like terrified to succeed? I I did this one workshop once. It's called Constellations Work, which I think is like kind of controversial, but what is it? And it's this therapy thing that is predicated a lot on ideas of like family units, family lines that like go like basically passing down traumas, like genetic trauma, whatever, stuff like that. And that we do kind of everything out of love and honoring to some degree. And if your parents have some trauma that they never work out, like maybe, like for me, like my dad fell apart to a certain degree when I was in high school. And the idea is that like in order to honor that, if I don't face that and work that out, I can, I can never do better than my dad. Like I, that's like a, that's like a thing that if I don't face that trauma and work it out and process it, then I am doomed to never surpass the place he may have succeeded at and i look i see that hardcore showing up in my life as i get more honest and with myself like damn you're really like there's some part of you that feels like you can't be better than the thing that you came from and if you did something about it would be sacrilegious something about it would be disrespectful and something about it would be unloving. 
I think a lot of us have that with our parents, especially if they're young parents who didn't work out their own shit or had their own things. Pay, you know, maybe they had us for some of the wrong reasons or we're trying to like fix their mistakes in themselves. I don't know. Who knows? But I think a lot of us are like, don't want to be better than our parents because we feel like it would be rude or something like it would be disrespectful, like subconsciously. But, you know, even if they really set us up for success there's still part of us that like doesn't i don't know like almost like it would be like it would be like beating up your dad or something it'd be like getting in a fight with your dad and then beating him and it would feel just shameful and fucked up it would feel like there was something wrong in the universe like this person who's always supposed to like what are you doing why are you why are you trying to like be better than him why are you trying to show him up like so i don't know i've been thinking about that the self-sabotage thing and I was thinking about how, like, maybe it's just when I'm tired, my body just, like, stops functioning. I just wasn't getting things done. And I was just, I'd have some free time finally to rest and didn't do any exercise and didn't do anything that I know I'll feel better if I do it. Haven't been to jiu-jitsu in weeks. But, you know, I'm probably because I'm, like, really weirded out by this nerve pain and I don't want to, like, make it worse again. Um, But probably because, I don't know, maybe I'm just overwhelmed and I'm just not doing the things that I know make me feel good and uh, would make my life better. And then you just get in this rut of it. And it's so strange to like constantly be in these conversations with yourself, this battle over time of like facing your same pattern and doing it again and doing it again. I do think a little better every time, overcoming a little better. Maybe we can all relate to that. But I know I feel like this is even less focused than a typical brain breather, but I get some tired. And I realized I was dish soaping and I was like fuck that I don't want to fucking be dish soaping like dreams the things that I love I'm so good at taking love for granted you know or like ignoring it because I don't believe it'll be real not trusting it and not treating it well because like of course it's going to go away anyway my might as well fucking dish soap this and be in control of it going away I used to say that you know, I had the very strong, not just not just like the idea, the belief, but like I knew it to be true that you stood on rugs, not despite, but like so that they could be pulled out from under you. I just felt that I held that belief. And so now I just pull my own rugs out for myself. And so basically this this culmination of this is like a big old fuck that. You know what I mean? Fuck that. Fuck that. I... Dude, I have a great rug in my room right now. And it literally came from my dad. And I fucking love it. This rug ain't going anywhere. It's just here to be under my feet and make my floorboards nicer. I love it. I love laying on it. I can't explain it. It's just a scratchy old oriental rug, but I fucking love it. It really ties the room together (laughs) as the dude, you know. But I believe in the rugs, and I believe in my fucking feet to stand on them. I don't have to dish soap shit anymore unless I'm doing it consciously because I know that I'm not going to fucking... I don't want that thing. I want to cut it off and be done with it. I'm done with this. I'm fine. I'm moving on. Making a choice and going. But not like because I'm afraid of what love would be like or I'm afraid of what success would be like or I'm afraid of what like testing my potential and finding out like, fuck, I'm not flawless... And I have to, like, learn how to tell stories better and edit better. And this takes a lot of work, actually. And, like, I have to take a fucking machete to my first drafts every time I write one. That I overwrite, like, 
over overdo it for the budgets I have, overdo it for the time I have, overdo it for what any human being deserves to have to be forced to sit through for like my pedantic mess. I have to like machete through anything I write and I'm not perfect. I don't find out till I try. Like that's so scary. Now it feels like nothing. Now it's just like the same joke over and over again. It's like write something and I fucking love this is it. Next day read it back and go like, oh, you fucking doofus. How about we like cut half these words out and then it might be something. <laughs> but like it's funny to like notice your fallibility when you try. I go, oh, there I go again doing my thing. Well, now I can recognize it. I can actually do pretty good. I can like do better. So what, I mean, why are we dish soap? Why do we dish soap? Stop fucking dish soaping unless you want to because it's something that you should ruin. So you stop fucking be being attracted to it. You know, throw a firebomb in those fucking toxic relationships. You know, throw a firebomb in, in the things that you know you use to hurt yourself. Dish soap that. But stop dish soaping things that you love. Stop dish soaping things that fulfill you. A lot of us know what we love. We, a lot of us really do. Like we figured out when we were kids. I figured out when I was a kid. I literally said to my mom in seventh grade, I wanted to write or I wanted to act because I wanted to make people feel things because that's what they did for me. They made me feel things. My grandma Sue said one time, she said like she was this woman on the, on the forefront of women in business, like in corporate America, like true second wave feminism, like the whole, like gotta put your emotions away. Gotta like do all the patriarchy, toxic shit, dress like a man, act like a man, wear, wear not too much makeup that you're like considered like too feminine, but enough makeup that you weren't like an offensive creature to men, like all the horrible shit, toughed it all out, fucking fucked shit up. You know what I mean? Did a, she's amazing. She's very inspiring to me. And she told me that like she had, you know, single mom, all this stuff. She had to like lock her feelings away for all that stuff. So she'd go to the movies and she could cry there. Could go to the movies, watch movies, feel things, cry. I love that. I think about it all the time when I think about, like, if I ever needed something. Like, I have little things here and there over time that are, like, that, that like, they sit with me, you know, and keep me going sometimes. Other than my own fucking gems, my own magical moments of seeing me come out of the voice of something else somewhere and being like, ah, fuck, I exist. We all exist. This is so great. We're all going through it, you know? Movies, man. Art. Art is fucking so good. Anyway, so dish soaping, you know? Do the things you love. You figured it out. You know what it is. You know what it is somewhere in you. You know what it is. You know what you want. You know. So stop fucking it up for yourself, you know? Whatever it is. It's it's like that simple. And obviously not because we keep facing the same things. I keep doing the same things over and over and like the same demon comes back. But you get a little bit better at every time. You know a little bit more every time what it is. If you're trying, if you're trying, like you get a little bit better at wrestling that demon. You learn a little bit as you humble yourself to it and go, yeah, this demon's tough for me. You start to learn your leverages. You start to learn like the moves that work. So work with your demon. And on that note, with the self-sabotaging and the dish soaping and the whatnot, I had this concept. This is going to be like my practical thing for today. About zero days. So if you realize that you're dish soaping, you know, or maybe you're not consciously dish soaping, you're just having like depressive things. I read this thing online and said no more zero days. And a zero day is just a day that passes, a full 24 hours or whatever, that like you didn't do anything to move towards goals that you have. And Because we all have goals. If you don't have goals, grab some goals. But like... Because they're fucking great. It's great to have something to like be moving towards. I have like too many, but whatever. You get a goal. You get to the end of the day, you haven't done 
anything to improve your situation in life, your lot in life. And I don't mean this economically. I don't mean like to succeed more, always grinding 24-7. I mean like just to take the plight of being a human, the challenges we all face every day, and try to move forward with your mental health, your physical health, your like existence, like manifesting the dreams that you want in the world. And again, I don't mean stupid fucking secret bullshit language of like manifesting. I mean like you got a story in your head that you want to write? You got a painting you want to paint? You got like a hike you want to go on? You know, you got a, a city you want to go see somewhere that's going to take some money saving to do, whatever. Like, some fucking goal, you know? Do one thing before the day's over. If it's been a zero day, a day where you did literally nothing to improve anything and maybe even made things worse, you get to the end of the day, it's 11.58 p.m., right? Do one thing. Do one push-up, you know? Do one push-up. Start a list. Write one thing you need to take care of to move towards that goal. You know, something like that. Simple, tiny things. And it's just a mental trick. You might have like a bunch of like one days in a row, but you never have a zero day again for the rest of your life. That one thing, maybe like, like, who knows? Maybe you're fucking really fucked up and like sick or whatever. That one thing might be like resting consciously and focusing on taking care of your body and thanking it for being alive. So like, and thanking it for trying, and thanking it for healing. Like, it might be that simple of just an act of gratitude to polish your soul a little bit, you know what I mean? To move yourself towards, like, being more conscious and, like, existing in a way that feels better about, like, your existence, no matter how bad it is. Like, that's not a zero day. Like, that's a day where you've done something active, you know? So those are my two big thoughts for today, I guess, as I'm moving through these things. Two brain breathers in a row, I know. And uh, two brain breathers. I mean, they, maybe the show turned into more and more brain breathers. Who knows? I don't. I have like no problem just fucking sitting and talking sometimes. But this little, this little quick bad boy. It's just for those thoughts. I have to sleep. I have to wake up so fucking early. Long day tomorrow. Long day for the rest of the week. Shooting this thing. I'm super pumped about it. Can't wait to share it with everybody. But for now, I can't. So please wish me luck. I guess I could say it's related to Halloween. Halloween. So it won't be too long until anybody sees it. But um. I'm so pumped. It's so exciting to, like, get to live in Halloween, like, earlier than everybody else. Like, it's going to be, like, three months of Halloween in my life, which is fucking awesome. Halloween's so good. Halloween's so good. The fall is so good, and it is the kickoff of the great holiday trilogy. I'm talking three in a row, best holidays of the year, right in a row. Boom, boom, boom. Halloween. Thanksgiving. And Christmas, baby. And New Year's, I guess. But New Year's is always like just a fucking little coda to, you know, it's a little epilogue to Christmas. And always disappointing. Always disappointing. There's n- No one has ever had a good New Year's Eve in the history of time. Like one that lived up to what you thought New Year's Eve could be. Some people are going to be pedantic and say, oh, yeah, I had a great I love New Year's Eve. Blah, blah. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You're just making that up. And it's always disappointing. Unless, I'll tell you when it's not disappointing. I had one fucking great. The only New Year's Eve I remember being good, I wore literally, like, leggings. It was in a ski town. I was wearing, like, sweater, leggings, some big, thick socks, drinking red wine. I think I played Monopoly with my siblings, and it fucking ruled. Um, Yeah, New Year's is dumb. But anyway, great holiday trilogy. Kicking off Halloween. I love the fall. It's been gloomy today. The gloom is so good. It's getting cool again. Nothing as good as sleeping in a nice chill, you know? Nothing's as good as that. Anyway, (sighs) 
This hyped me up, man. This is, I mean, I'm also very fucking tired, but this weirdly hyped me up just to talk about stuff. Stop dish soaping, unless it's, you know, attitude of the knife dish soaping. And uh, no more zero days, baby. No more zero days. If you're listening to this, maybe it's zero days. Pick one thing. Do a stretch. You know what I mean? Take take a minute and stretch. Do a push-up. Do a little list making. Do a little just fucking inward gratitude shit. Maybe feel what your body's feeling. See where you got some tension. Work that out. And just be like, damn, it's cool to be in a body that can smell and taste and hear shit. And that's fucking really exciting. <laughs> so glib. Yeah, that's really exciting. All right. That's enough. Thank you for listening to my Good Bad Brain this week. Uh, I swear I'm back. I'm going to have some really, I had, oh my God, I had the crazy, I mean, I look forward to talking about this. I had the craziest, like, my Good Bad Brain synchronicity mental health thing happen. Like, the, the world is very full of dark matter and magic right now. We definitely live in a simulation. Definitely live in a simulation. But, uh, like, not only, like, we definitely live in a simulation. And whoever's playing me, like, bought a bunch of, like, DLC or something lately. So, like, more interesting show would happen. It, it's, it's so ridiculous. But, um, yeah, cool podcasts. Two episodes. Two, two cool. Two. I'm getting tired. Cool episodes coming out. Fucking love being alive. You know, for all its pains and insanities and horrors. Oh my god, I can't even tell you. P.S. Changing my Twitter around. I changed my Twitter where like I don't follow anybody. I literally follow, I follow D20 because it's like me and my brother's a little company. And I follow Metamucil because it's the only thing on Twitter that was actually helping me in my real life. It's so much better not seeing just the fucking screed of hot takes not feeling like i have to fucking add a fucking screaming carrion feeder voice to all of it and be like well this is what i think i'm on this camp it's like i'll talk to anybody if they want to talk about stuff but you know it's a big fucking charade man so many horrible like we just turn such blind eyes to things it's all like a pr thing of just like outrage and clickbait and i don't know we may have just like broken our fucking collective societal brain with the internet but i don't know maybe not i think on the whole there's fewer atrocities probably on the whole like reprehensible behavior is more like held to account i suppose so you know it's all good it's all good baby no more zero days and pay attention to your dish soaping what's that self-sabotage Let's have, you know, everything that we fucking want because you can. Damn, this turned into a real, like, typical-ass fucking rah-rah manifestation nonsense podcast today, didn't it? You can have everything you want. You just got to manifest it. You just got to take the time, think about it, work towards it. That's all it is. No more zero days. (laughs) I mean, it's so easy. It's so easy to riff. It's so easy to joke about it's just, like, fucking annoying how true so much dumb shit is. That's the funniest shit. The, the older you get, the more, like, dumb thing. You learned everything you needed to know in kindergarten, okay? Like, everything. About how to be a person. Everything. And all the most interesting... Here's the thing. All the most interesting facts, like, the, the things that make you seem smart to other people, you learn those before sixth grade. Talking about basic physics. Talking about Talking about mythology. You know? Being able to talk to people about um, the river sticks, you know, and Karen, Charon, whatever, the ferryman. That's all fucking stuff you learn in elementary school. 
I learned how to grow hydroponic basil in third grade. It's it's like the fucking most interesting, and then ugh, and the rest of it's a waste. Quadratic equation. That's like the joke, right? Because I don't even know what the fuck it's for anymore. <sighs> wow, I'm tired, I'm rambling. All right, thanks, y'all. Have a wonderful um week, and I'll be back with some fresh content, content, content soon. I think I might be able to do a guest pod this weekend and have one for y'all next week, but we're getting back on it. We ain't getting back on it. Thank you for hanging out. See you later. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.